Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with special guest Peter Warren. someone hardens their heart to God, they become a candidate for God to use them without their permission. And so, yeah, God is, the the direction of history is going to go God's way. The rise and fall of nations, if He has to remove someone out of the way, if He has to harden their heart or change their curse into a blessing, God is God and it's going to go His way. Okay, we've established that. God uses each and every person in one way or another. God can use you actively through ministry, volunteering, or prayer. Or He can use you involuntarily. You might be the lesson that someone learns from. So which will you choose to be? Will you allow yourself to be used by God actively? Or will you choose passively? Now let's join Peter Warren for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as he continues his message, Creating with God. God directed them with a cloud to go this way so they wouldn't meet the Philistines because if they did, he knew they would want to go back to Egypt. So he stepped in lest something else happen. So you see the sovereignty of God in this? Genesis 4.15, God set a mark on Cain, lest someone take his life. Judges 7, verse 2. God told Gideon to reduce the size of his army, lest they give themselves credit for the victory. If necessary, God will override a human being's free will. He did it with a witch doctor called Balaam. Balaam was hired by this evil king to speak a curse on Israel. God warned him not to do it through his donkey. Okay, I would think, my donkey talks to me, I'm going to listen, because that's pretty miraculous. But he wanted the money, and so he went ahead to speak the curse, and he opened his mouth, Nehemiah 13.2, and what happened? God turned the curse into a blessing. He opened his mouth, God didn't ask his permission, God just went, no, 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 you're not going to do this. Okay. Now, if someone was to say, curses are irrelevant, they don't matter, I want to tell you, why did God change it into a blessing if a curse means nothing? Yeah, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yes, blessings, the terms blessing and cursing appear over 500 times in the Bible. And here in this, this particular instance, the witch doctor Balaam opens his mouth, a blessing comes out. He must have been the most surprised of all. Okay. God changed it. And then there's Pharaoh. God hardened his heart because he was getting in the way of, because God had specific purposes for the nation of Israel. Now, lest anyone feel sorry for poor Pharaoh, let's remember that he hardened his own heart first. When someone hardens their heart to God, they become a candidate for God to use them without their permission. And so, yeah, God is, 
The direction of history is going to go God's way. The rise and fall of nations, if he has to remove someone out of the way, if he has to harden their heart or change their curse into a blessing, God is God and it's going to go his way. Okay, we've established that. Now, I say that for this reason. God's in control of history, but that doesn't mean he controls every single event that happens in history especially events that relate to human choices. So let me, if you were here last year when I came and shared about the shootings, I, I wrote a book on an event that took place. It's called When the Shooting Stopped. Where, where is God when we suffer? We had a former student come into our Youth with a Mission training center. He wanted to commit a massacre, our hospitality coordinator said, you can't stay the night. He pulled out a nine millimeter pistol, fired 15 rounds, shot four of our staff. Tiffany and, and another guy, Phil, died that night. How could something like that happen in a Christian ministry? And, and why would God allow it to happen? These are very real questions, especially a lot of young people struggle with God because they they don't have an answer to why do the innocent suffer. If God was truly just, they reason bad things would only happen to bad people. If God was love, why is there so much suffering in the world he created? And there are no easy answers, but part of the problem I've found is when people suggest that everything that happens is God's will. I want to tell you today, I don't believe that's what the scriptures teach. Because if everything is God's will, he wants for some babies to be born deformed. He wants for women to, get, to be raped. He wants for buildings to collapse. He wants for there to be millions of refugees fleeing out of Syria and the Middle East. Is that what God wants? That's not God's will. Some things happen that go against his will. Even people dying. We're told in 2 Peter 3.9 that God is not willing that any should perish. But there are people perishing. Some things happen that break God's heart, that are not his will. And so I began to look into this subject of the will of God because in the days and weeks after the shooting, and I talk about this specifically in, uh, in my book, toward the end of the book, um, people would come to us and say, well, hey, everything happens for a reason. Or God is in control. And I remember saying to someone, you know, excuse me, but I don't believe everything happens for a reason. Well, how can you feel secure in God if he is not controlling all the events? And I remember the scripture came to my mind from Romans 8.28. My security lies in the fact that I serve a God who, who will work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. But is he causing them? No, I don't believe he is the one who orchestrated for this young man to come in and take innocent lives. I don't believe that. And so it put me on a pathway to study. I don't know if you ever do this. Go back to the original word in either Hebrew or Greek in the Bible. And I found an amazing thing. This is absolutely incredible. There are two main words for God's will in the Bible. One is the word bulomai, the other is the word thelema. Bulomai 
relates to things that God has ordained. Thelema relates to things God desires. It's translated his will, but it's actually the word his pleasure or his wish. Thelema means God's preferred will, but sometimes it doesn't happen the way he wants. Actually, that's what the word means. For example, Matthew 6.10, he said, pray that my will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would he tell us to pray that if it's going to happen anyway? In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. It's the word wish. Because Sometimes we don't give thanks. If you're ungrateful, you're out of the will of God. Because he says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. It's his preferred will. So there are some things God has determined. Other things happen that break his heart, that go against his will. So all this to say, let's talk about where prayer comes in. Okay, so you've got these two concept, concepts. God is over all of history. It's going to go his direction. But when it comes to human beings that can choose their way, sometimes things break his heart. If they intervene with his strategic purposes, he's not going to let that happen. But individuals can choose to go their own way. And sometimes there's suffering that comes as a result. So what is our part? Well, God wants us to intervene. He wants us to do things. He wants us to pray for the sick. He wants us to feed the hungry. But he also wants us to get on our knees and pray because prayer actually, I want to suggest to you, changes outcomes. So you want to ask God what his will is. But even when you know something is God's will, you might still have to pray it into existence. It's not because he can't do it without you. It's because this is his strategy to partner with us, to co-create together. Man without God cannot, but God without man will not. He's chosen to work with us. God said to his friend Isaiah, Isaiah 118, come, let's reason together, okay? Let's settle the matter. And in, in another version, it's about reasoning with God. How would you reason with God? His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us. And we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 
11am or at 1pm for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.